Bartenders do a lot of really fucked up things, but I think that one of the things that we do, especially just hospitality workers in general, is that we're a very, very tight-knit community, and we often just assume that everyone understands everything about our industry, and I'm here to just remind everyone that, no, a lot of people don't. So uh, one of the things that's really fun about being a bartender is trying to do research on the origins of any kind of classic cocktail, because everyone argues about everything Mm -hmm. so like for example if you look up the definitive cosmopolitan recipe so you're looking for specs or specifications we say specs or ratios of ingredients you can come across dozens of different websites that will tell you this is it this is this is how you make it and every single one is going to be different so i'll share my specs that's good Thank you. (laughs) I'll share my specs, but first let's talk about the history, which just like when you look up recipes of cocktails, there's always going to be a ton of varying histories as well. People who claim that I was the first person to make one. I was the first person Mm -hmm. to make one. So uh, Gaz Reagan, he was a prolific, rest in peace. He was a prolific figure in the hospitality industry. He did a ton for cocktail culture and hospitality culture in general. And I hate to say that I'm disagreeing with him, but he believes that the person who invented the the Cosmo was this woman named Cheryl Cook down in Miami in the 80s. I disagree. It seems like an 80s drink to me. Okay, it is. It is. It absolutely is an 80s drink, but I don't think it was her. It was, um, I believe, I subscribe to the uh, Toby Cicchini history. So he is still an amazing bartender in New York City, and he was working down at the Odeon, which was like like the hub, the place to be back in the 80s in uh, Tribeca in, in New York. And this drink came across his desk one day. It was like 1988. This drink comes across his desk, and it's called the Cosmopolitan, and it's from San Francisco and had been gaining popularity down there in the, the gay nightclubs in the, in the gay community. But it was not the Cosmopolitan that we know today. It was this kind of abomination made with vodka and like roses, lime cordial, and grenadine. So Ooh, super that's sweet. Sa- I just got a cavity. S- exactly. <laughs> I'm so impressed. This bartender has a desk that, that come across. Well, I just mean the fucking bar. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's like diabetes in a glass. Um, essentially, when it comes across uh, Toby's knowledge and so he starts kind of like playing with it they were making a lot of margaritas at the time and he's the one that i believe uh gave us the uh components to the cosmos that we are currently drinking right now so four components uh vodka usually he used absolute citron which had just come out back then in the 80s so usually a citrus vodka but you don't need to have a citrus vodka but vodka um cranberry juice orange liqueur typically Cointreau, but again, whatever you've got, and um, fresh lime juice. So that was like the big thing that he was using, fresh juice in this. Uh So those are the four components to the Cosmo as we know and love it today. It went through that period of of huge popularity back then in the late 80s and then kind of fell off the map in the early 90s, and everyone was kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever that happens, it's the life cycle of a drink, and then enter Sex in the City. Yeah. And suddenly this drink just had this massive resurgence and it was annoying for bartenders because people who remembered it being popular in the 80s were like, weren't we done with this? Why the (laughs) hell is this back? Like, we've moved on and whatever. And also because the palate tended to skew towards these electric colored, very sweet drinks back then. Yeah, people fucked with the ratios and made the Cosmo this like 
really not great balanced thing. Sugary. That's how I remembered them. Yeah. Well, it's like, basically, it became basically a vodka crayon with yeah. like, yeah. But I, re- I just remember them being extremely sweet. Yeah. Like in, when I was younger, that yeah. was like the drink that you, or it was like a drink that you would order for somebody who doesn't drink. Yeah. I can tell you yeah. back in the day when I was a shitty uh, event bartender, someone asked for a Cosmo, they get a vodka crayon. <laughs> you know, you're not the only one. There's like the, there's a whole like echelon of stories of bartenders back in the day, like when we were first starting and cocktails weren't even really a thing for us. I'm sure I've made it with grenadine like back in the day. Someone asked for James it and asked I didn't. asked me if it had grenadine in I it. I just, today. well, yeah, because I just used just like, well, it's pink, so shit, I don't know. And there's no, and we didn't have internet on our phones. There were no phones. We yeah. didn't have cell phones. So there's no way to look it up. So I'm sure I've made horribly bastardized versions of this drink back then. But now it's actually coming back for like its third life cycle, I think. And I think now it's widely agreed upon that this drink deserves to have a place like in the list of classics. Oh, I think if you bomb. if you make free. it what? yeah if you make it properly <laughs> cranberry vodka and grenadine that's in like the sexual predators handbook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're basically a pedophile if you yeah. if you drink that for sure. But also, if you think about it, like the idea that the Cosmo was like initially like created in like the queer, like oh. the queer. Um, community in san francisco and then was repopular popularized about a sh- by a show that was about a bunch of rich white women that living was written in new york by gay. that was written yeah. by gay men i think it was actually darren star or who's the other guy that was uh who created sex in the city yeah this is when we need our i think fact check. we need a fact check it was definitely written by a gay man every it, it also so many uninteresting women watched sex in the city yeah and <laughs> it was written by a gay man uh, who kind of made it about what he kind of thought of but so many understanding women now just appropriate gay culture and act sex in the city is kind of problematic in some ways when you absolutely problematic you go back and look at it like it was so popular as an hbo show but i've seen some extremely like it's of an era that expects women to act to be very open to certain things and act a certain way that was a very cavalier attitude that just wouldn't really reflect that well nowadays. Yeah, and I, I think that, like, I, there are parts of Sex and the City that actually, like, I actually quite enjoy. Like, I love the idea of, like, f- you know, a bunch of women coming together and being like, all of you are my soulmates, and having, like, the men take the back seat or the love interests take the back seat to the female friendship. I just liked Sex and the City more when it was the Golden Girls. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, the that's, one I like. That's it. There it, it is. It makes so much more sense if you just imagine it as a bunch of gay men yeah yeah. like the way they talk the way they act it seems like gay men in the west village yeah and it just seems like that's that's not how necessarily women act yeah so it was he couldn't get it made if it was going to be a bunch of gay men Yeah, if it was like queer that would never have gotten made it would never gotten popular so it's a bunch of women who basically are surrogates for gay men I don't in know if New it York. I don't know if it w- never would have gotten popular because Queer as Folk was pretty yeah, popular. That's right. Was yeah. it on the level of Sex in the City? It no, was kind of. but it's but like kind of in within like the like the the queer yeah. you know. Um, yeah, but not on the level of a Sex in the City. No, if you had made the show about four gay men, yeah. especially I, I I never really watched the show. Who's the sex pot? Samantha. Samantha. So How do you, uh, you not have a Samantha. Know that? Again, toxic masculinity. I You've never had the your show. first Cosmo. You know it turned you gay. Oh, how do you not know? <laughs> yeah, how are you feeling right now I with your new gayness? I was gay way before this happened, honey. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the queer family, James. <laughs> the first Hooray. thing that turned me gay was drugs. <laughs> 
Oh my god! Welcome to Girly Man. Amazing! And thanks that. for joining my us, Marta. Oh my, my pleasure. Uh, yeah, it was Michael Patrick King or Darren oh, right, Star. Right. Yeah. It was either one of them, one of the two that suggested the Cosmo be used as the drink on the show because they liked the fact that well, they loved the color. Mm-hmm. And they also loved the fact that it was served in a martini glass that looked like a stiletto. So like a Manolo mm. Blahnik. Yeah. Um, so it was just visually, it's just a visual choice. But yeah, it was obviously that, that show that kind of brought back the resurgence of the drink. And unfortunately, the specs were horribly bastardized by a lot of bartenders. And back yeah. then, cocktail culture was just kind of a mess. Oh, yeah. The 2000s so was a wreck. <laughs> was an interesting time. A wreck for everything. We just collectively agree. The fashion, the cocktails. Dude. Even food, like, I mean, food was starting to get, like, a farm to table, but it was also, like, chain restaurants. Mm -hmm. Like, like, that's where I ate in 2000. Oh, yeah, that was the heyday of Eastside Mario's, baby. (laughs) Sorry, I fucking don't insult Eastside Mario's. Their bread is delicious. (laughs) I dragged Andrea to an Eastside Mario's because I found out they're still in Kingston or something, and I was so excited. Fucking, (laughs) it is in Kingston. My family lives there. We always go. I need an alt on that line. What okay. turned me gay was alcohol and a desperate need for positive attention, regardless of where it comes from. <laughs> and I will go as far as you'll take me if you give Every me positive attention. Every single episode just makes me want to give James a big hug, and I can't because we're in the oh, middle I of the pandemic. Stab him, bro. <laughs> I'm somewhere in the middle. <laughs> uh, Come here, baby. You gotta change your crazy ways. You hear me? I really dislike when women have something on their mind other than me. Hollywood. You just knocked the microphone out. Girl, this is not playing anymore. So it's all off. It's, like it's turned off. Feeling bad looks good. I can put it in in post. No, you unplug that. It's not working anymore. Turns a man. Let's not say that line. <laughs> Excellent. It's, um, it's weird it's that he says, it video. seems like you guys got something on your mind other than me. It's like, yeah, you should have something on your mind other than me most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be an insane person if you only had Oh my God, how weird would it be time. if you were Liv Tyler growing up and you didn't know Steven Tyler was your dad and you thought he was hot? I mean, that would not happen. What? How weird would you feel if you were Steven Tyler's daughter and his first idea for a music video is to put you on the pole? <laughs> and, like, take your shirt off. Yeah. True. Although I do really think it's really hot where she's, like, stripping for, like, an Alicia Silverstone in a tux. Who is she? The Damn. mamas and the papas? <laughs> what? The Damn. guy from Ew. the mamas and the papas fucked his daughter. Actually, oh, the God. more that I get into this video, I'm getting creeped out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess it has been like a hot minute since anyone of us actually watched I this video. I just literally saw her wiggle her butt towards a, like a like an old man who's like Who looks Woody like- Harrelson now. <laughs> 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 I haven't watched this video in a million yeah, years. Yeah, it's a little creepy. Yeah, yeah it's I me do shame. like those sunglasses, though. It's giving me shame. Why boner. is this stoner in here? It's probably problematic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're all problematic. It's Everybody's true. It's true. Problematic. And everything's problematic. God damn it. Your faves are problematic. Todd Rundgren was, uh, he, he, uh, Liv Tyler thought was his father, her father for a long time, and she still addresses him as her father. He was a wonderful dad, Todd Rundgren, and he didn't, when he found out that uh, Liv Tyler wasn't his genetic daughter, he still supported her. Todd yeah. Rundgren, amazing musician. Is he still married to her mom? Daughter. Who's no. her mom, Baby Bebe Buell. Right. Yeah. 
Also, can we please talk about how like Liv Tyler is going to the Julia Roberts School of Aging Well? Because yes! she's such a babe. <laughs> she's such a babe. I love Liv Tyler. She's Made so mm-hmm. like spacey. Like Ugh, she did like yes. a thing uh, where she her house showed tour. Off. Yeah, her, her house, house tour. tour. Oh, oh my gosh, it was. So She's like a like a like a uh, uh, I know she was in Lord of the Rings, but now she's like taking it on as being like an yes. elfin human being, just being in like real life, floating basically like an inch above the ground. Absolutely, just like, yeah. it's like she's on roller skates all the time. Oh. <laughs> oh, I love gorgeous. her. I hate wealthy people, but then eventually <laughs> I see someone like that, and it's like you just cool, this you like cool, ethereal, ethereal creature, yes. just like floating through life and dispensing knowledge. This is my rotary telephone, and I use it. To <laughs> we call. have fun. <laughs> I love that video. Also, I found I like really, really loved Liv Tyler's character in Empire Records. Yeah, like, I had a major crush on her. Empire Records is everything. It oh. is Sugar High. That movie in the it, like really. I watched it when I was young. It's it's stupid. It's a stupid movie. It's a you dumb shut hot your take. mouth. Shut your mouth <laughs> and play your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the goth girl in that movie you Oh she's so Robin Tooney with the shaved head. Is yeah. that who she is? Yeah, Robin she was from the craft. Yep. yep. Wait, wh- who is she in the craft? Sarah. With she the plays blonde Sarah. hair. She plays the heroine. The main character. The main character. She's yeah. the shaved head yeah. girl in the movie? Oh Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> James Calm down. I can see your boner, okay? <laughs> and uh and then it has not uh not uh Renee Zellweger, the other Renee Zellweger who's mm. Are you saying that Renee Zellweger wasn't in Empire Records? Wait, was it Renee Zellweger? Yes, it Renee. was Renee Zellweger. Yeah, yeah it was Dude, her. you're talking to the guy that can't remember the characters from The Lion King. <laughs> he thought Iago was in The Lion King. Yeah. But no, Jennifer, Jennifer Tilly was in Dazed and Confused. Right. Yeah. yeah. Duh, she was also in Bride of Chucky. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> that also, that movie caused a lot of like sexual awakenings for a lot of young teenage boys. I feel. I'm also gonna go out on a limb. Super fun movie. Very underrated. <laughs> I thought he was gonna go somewhere else with that. <laughs> no way. I was gonna say that. I was gonna go out on a limb and be like, I'm attracted to sexy Chucky. Another folder <laughs> in the phone. <laughs> Oh my god, if I ever admit to like wanting to fuck a ventriloquist dummy, like just fucking shoot me in the head. <laughs> All right. Which ventriloquist dummy is the sexiest? What? The guy from Goosebumps, clearly. No, it's oh. Chuck. Chucky's the sexiest no, dummy. No, he's too short. My buddy is not great. <laughs> They're all short. No, also, the guy from Goosebumps is long. Doll. <laughs> okay, so if you're not going short, who are you choosing? The crash test dummy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What? There was a girl who wanted to fuck a doll, and then she started fucking him and that. Also, she got some split. This episode is off the rails. Inside her vulva, and it took her. Please never sing vulva again. I've asked once. I, will I don't ask know. Again. I don't think I don't like. I I don't. I don't Where's hate my that gun? he. I don't hate that he understands like female anatomy enough to call it a vulva. We're gonna put pin the tail on the vagina, um. and we're gonna let James identify it. No, oh my god! With it, not even blindfolded. 
Yeah, make it, like, give him a chance. (laughs) I'm not offended by the fact that, like, James knows enough about it to call it a vulva. I don't like that he did it in the t- like the tone of voice of the crash test dummies. That was <laughs> no, the offensive once, part. once on this show, I mentioned a vulva, and you guys were like, I don't remember who it James, was. James, what's a vulva? Someone said, it's the whole shebang. It's the whole outward shebang. That is the technical term. In case you're uh, looking for a sex ed educator, educator <laughs> James, it's the whole shebang. When she moves, she moves. <laughs> if I was in a fucking gyno appointment and my doctor referred to my vagina or my <laughs> genital area as the shebang, <laughs> I would be quite upset. Quite upset. I'd be like, where's my gun? Yeah. <laughs> or I don't know. I'd be like, yo, you want to hang out later? I <laughs> will hit you across the fucking face with a stirrup. I swear to God. <laughs> uh, I'm addicted to love. Ooh. I think. Ooh. Yes, let's talk about something fun and very prevalent in my industry. The most hospitality. Pain, the most painful thing addiction. to be addicted to. But we're not talking about substance abuse. We're talking about love addiction. So I was uh, actually pretty uh, surprised to find an article that kind of goes this in depth and is, is this kind of well written in a 90s issue of Cosmopolitan magazine. I definitely wasn't expecting to stumble on it, but this article, After Love Addiction, the subheader being irresistibly drawn to bad boys, stop sleeping with the enemy. There are (laughs) ways to (laughs) indulge your passion in smaller doses. Make it work for you. Now, I'm assuming that the subheader was not written by the gentleman who actually wrote this article, who is Howard Halpern, who I Oh, Howard Halpern, notorious (laughs) bad boy. Howard Halpern (laughs) was actually a, like a legit I looked into him and he's an American psychotherapist and he passed away in 2011 but he while wearing actually, a leather jacket yeah, I'll bet <laughs> but uh, he actually wrote a lot of self-help books that had to do with people uh, severing ties with basically talks what we call now toxic relationships and that's like in people in dating and in families and in friendships and all that stuff and it seems like you know this dude kind of knew what he was talking about but in this one particular article we're introduced to Kim and Kim meets Kevin one oh. day at the gym. And Kim is doing uh, exercises, which I believe uh, Howard wrote, to tighten up her rear end. Ah. <laughs> Buns um, of seal. Yeah. So she's doing squats or some shit. And this guy, Kevin, walks by her. And the reason why this article also jumped out at me, besides the fact that it's actually like pretty well written and discusses a lot of things about like attachment hunger and like why people tend to be drawn to like problematic people over and over again. But... The thing that immediately jumped out at me was that Kevin gets Kim because he nags her. So, Ouch, dude. Yeah, dude. So I immediately thought of the pickup artist who, uh, if every any anyone doesn't know, was a guy who got written about in uh, Neil Strauss's book back in the 2000s uh, called The Game, which mm-hmm. was a, a very a hugely successful book about uh, Strauss's experience uh, picking up women while hanging out with these pickup artists. And basically these guys are just a, a, a group of men, a subculture of men that exist whose entire focus is just betting women. Yeah. And women are, in their minds, are objects. Like, we yeah. don't even call them prizes because that's too much positive connotation being attached to women in their eyes. They don't even call Ugh. them prizes. They're, they're targets. Conquest. Targets. Targets. Conquest. Targets. Yeah. Yeah. targets. So target was, was the term. The, the book also brought to fame the guy who ended up getting a show in 2007 called The Pickup Artist on BH1 uh, who goes by the name Mystery. 
There was also Shrush V. Yeah, Who is now a Christian who says that premarital sex is wrong. Oh, fuck him. But this guy, Mystery, I was actually surprised to find out, is a Torontonian. Yeah. Damn, you went deep in this research. Yes, I did. His name is Eric Von Markovic. And uh, but if you didn't know, please look him up. He was uh, great at wearing fuzzy top hats and <laughs> lots of rings. Of and but his whole thing, like as pickup artists, it just it surrounded a bunch of really problematic ways to make women pay attention to you as a man. So some of the favorite tactics I remember were peacocking, which is like wearing those fuzzy top hats or like a red cowboy hat or something, making a fashion choice just to stand out in the crowd, regardless of how horrible it actually this makes you look. This sounds like James. I'm <laughs> looking at James <laughs> while I'm saying this. <laughs> James just did it because no. he's, you know, so on the spectrum. <laughs> I'm not lying. Aren't we no, all? No, I feel no, like is. there's a lot of things you do to stand out amongst a crowd. That's to, different, though. That's to like, kind of set yeah. your freak flag. I used to fly. go to raves, yeah. and I remember guys that did specific yes. things, like in clubs, when people were on drugs, to be like. I mean, that's that's a bit creepy. Yes. That's well, yeah, a bit pay attention IRL. to me. That's a bit creepier to take advantage of people well, on drugs. Well, you're looking for an to use a way to express yourself any way you can is yeah yeah we're talking we're talking about like wearing these kinds of things not because it's self-expression but because they think that it's going to attract attention and attention from females in any form is positive no matter what no matter how it happens right even if you talk shit yeah and that's and so going back to negging so like in this article that's written by dr halpern uh this woman kim is dealing with the fact that she was in this toxic relationship with this dude who basically got her to pursue him by telling her while she was doing her squats or whatever he walked by and dismissively said that won't help Ew. and and but for some reason that made her want to pursue him right because she's suffering from something that dr halpern calls attachment hunger so trying yeah. to like fill the fill a void pursuing someone that you feel i don't know that you have to fix or yeah. or that you're or the when, negative yeah, or exactly. achieving something that you have yeah. to feel like I'm going to overcome this by sleeping with this person that who is not treating me well. Like, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to make them want me. Well, and also, and even just to get, like, that initial that initial interest in you, where it's just yes. like, oh, somebody's paying attention to me, even if it's to point out my, quote-unquote, problem and areas. And that's the thrill. Or, which just right? someone's exists, not paying thrill. attention to me, I'll show them. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, and what she, what Kim uh, finds out through her work with, with, the doctor is that you know this all stems from the fact that she had two detached parents and like this is manifesting itself into like who she's who's she's pursuing but to get back to negging in case anyone doesn't know what that is can i interrupt sorry yeah, yeah. I, I love to interrupt of course uh, i know now, i know this can we not call this <laughs> again more weird flex can we not call this pickup can we call this psychological terrorism because yeah. that's basically what they're engaging yeah. in. no no i completely agree with you i think that engaging in this kind of behavior when you're trying to date or sleep with somebody or just achieve attraction from somebody i do completely agree this is psychological warfare because you're attacking somebody's uh insecurities and it's something that's deeply rooted and we all have hello we're millennials we have them and (laughs) and it's predatory predatory is the fucking word for it 100 percent. and if you're a manipulative person you can pick up on those and be like oh this person's insecure i remember dating a guy one time and he was like he went to the gym a lot and i was like i don't 
Yeah. And he was like, but maybe you should. Like, maybe no. you'd like it. And I was yep. like, yeah, sure. I don't mind being healthy. And he was like, but like, do it a few extra crunches. Just that on the you end. Know? Is yeah. Like, so, yeah. That's a classic that's, example of it's negging passive someone. Aggressive. It's like saying, like, when a guy meets a girl at a bar and says, wow, your eyelashes are beautiful. Are they real? Yeah. And then suddenly that woman is thrown even just a little bit into the, this wondering of like, do they look fake? Yeah. Uh, does, can he tell? Did I do myself up too much? And then it's just, yeah, it's just a perpetuating cycle of, yeah, it's, it's. Well, and I think there's been a mean thing ever since we were young children where if a guy likes you or if any person likes you, they're going to tease you a little bit. They're going to be a little bit mean. Yeah, and that's how I show people I like them. I, I mean, mean that's, and that's James how you went through this. predatory <laughs> towards something that's normal in flirting i mean like joking no, but i'm around saying flirting can be mean yeah and that's what like there's a there's a weird you know is he too nice why is he complimenting me too much to, is he making fun of me but it's just fun but i think that like looking specifically at this one example of like you know this person preying on people in like a gym setting which is already like for a lot of people traumatic enough exactly. to be in that situation but the reason why they know that that technique works is because, and I don't want to get into a huge conversation because diet culture is something like that we can have a whole conversation oh, we're just gonna on its own. we're going to have a million conversations. A million about conversations it. about it. But the reason why people like this rely on tactics like that is because there is a wealth of proof that it works. Yeah. And that's, that is like, that is why it works. And it leads to like, you know, if somebody is already like codependent, if somebody is already like vulnerable to tactics like that, because they've led a life, you know, led by diet culture, they're going to be super susceptible to that. That's why it's predatory behavior. Exactly. Because you're preying on something that you already know fucking works. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, this, I I do actually really love this article and I, I was really interested in, in reading the whole thing it was it was it's, again very well written not something that i would have expected to find in an issue of cosmopolitan at all but yeah it, it unfortunately right after they're like ring his dick yeah, like yeah. a wash rag put, put a donut on his chef <laughs> three, um, pa- three pages after scrunchy dick yeah. like just fucking yeah. yeah i don't think we were recording at that time but i was actually just talking yeah. about how my friend was saying she was reading cosmo the other day and when she was younger and realized that one of the tips that she read was wrap a scrunchy around his dick and then she's like, is that why all women wear scrunchies around their wrists? <laughs> because that's like the thing that's accepted or expected right now. That's literally all I'm um, going to think about this, whenever I see anybody <laughs> with a hair elastic around but their this, wrist. But this article, like, uh, unfortunately did open up the door to me, like diving back another rabbit hole of going back into looking into this pickup artistry thing, which obviously has fallen completely out of favor. Like, there's, none of this could exist right now. Really? Because like, we have I think incels, it does exist. exist so much. Incels has has existed out of a reaction to hating pickup artists because they think of it as genetic problem. This so pickup artistry does absolutely still exist and it does exist in that same manosphere that does yeah. cover incels. It covers what is it? Uh, men. What what's it called? Men going their own way. Who apparently weird misogynists Don't take that are song away from fucking me. Fucking Fleetwood Mac fans. Yeah. Uh, Red pillars like guys who think that women are the more advantaged I, out of the started, two. Started to but what is that? What is that? You I'm, can go your own way. It's a song by Fleetwood no, Mac. No, I you fucking know that. She got she got Fleetwood Mac tickets last year. Don't fucking. I've been mansplain. to two Fleetwood Mac yeah. concerts. I know go your own way. I didn't know way. what it was either. No, but what is looking? But you said men going their own way, and I don't it's know what that means. It's men deciding to. Uh, ignore women because women are manipulators who try and ruin their lives so they just like I'm going to be abstinent by choice at its at its baseline it's men who just feel that they just don't need women in the world in any way shape so or they're form. misogynist 
Yeah. yeah. So if you're talking about that, like it exists in this thing called, called like I said, the manosphere, which is basically like a, like a counter, the counterpoint to feminism. And it, it exists, it, the MGTOWs, men going their own way, men's rights activists, which I love that. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a Proud Boys, which is a far right group that Piece discourages members from, from masturbating in order to maintain their interest in sex. They're women. insanely sexually repressive in which they, one of their things, Gavin McInnes from Vice Magazine, it's because he's married. It's about venerating the housewife. Yeah. So they're not anti-women. They're anti-women being in non-women. other than housewives? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every inch of that sentence just fucking gave me goosebumps. Yeah. yeah. But I only yeah. got a couple inches from Proud Boys. But remember <laughs> this. I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that not that this doesn't fly and doesn't happen today, but the fact that VH1 afforded awarded this guy with his own series for two years 2007 2008 with his own series on television basically being nothing but the guy that sits back and tells these hapless guys how yeah. to pick up women in these horribly negative negative ways i think too that it's i've seen this in teen magazines too especially back in the 90s they're like this guy's they've literally referred to it as pickup artist obviously that term has changed yeah to what it means but it'd be like a guy in the mall like trying to get as many numbers as he can mm -hmm. or whatever but the culture is the same yeah it's a game yeah it's something that you're you're trying to get up and i think the other thing is well, that people don't think that like that oh somebody's gonna be overly like crazy wearing a fuzzy hat coming up to me these things can happen in very insidious ways yeah absolutely. where somebody can neg you yeah and be a toxic horrible person for you as a boyfriend if it's the smallest thing of nagging your weight of of separating you from your family mm -hmm. of you know yeah. checking your phone messages telling you to show them who you're talking to of yep. being jealous of your friends all mm -hmm. of those things are very subtle cues that somebody is controlling and crazy yeah. dump them now <laughs> i remember being 12 years old and being like creeped and picked up on and i'm like i'm a fucking seventh grader yeah. i remember thinking that and I'm like, why am I being sexualized? You harass women and say whatever you can get because they are the enemy. They're the opposition. What you want from them is yeah. sex. And that's all that women are is trying to keep it from you. Yeah. Um, I think that these days, too, how uh, is a very common way to kind of manifest this behavior because this is, let's say, fallen out of favor. And a lot of guys are like, oh, no, we're, we're on your side, women. And, and we would never do that. But unfortunately, I think that a very common way that this behavior manifests nowadays is being left on red. Yeah. Like people, we like supremely do communicate with other people uh, when we're flirting or when we meet someone online through online messaging or whatever. And being left on red, someone making the conscious decision that I'm going to see that you sent me a message. Mm -hmm. You went out there. You put yourself out there which like that's our putting ourselves out there now in the time of Corona. We don't have really yeah. many other yeah. choices, but to then see that you are being actively ignored and not responded to for a long time. That's the same thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it, it's somewhat emotionally abusive because they're doing it. I think a lot of times if you're trying to play that game, they're doing it because they're trying to gain the upper hand, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to make sure that they're still being wanted and they're still worth pursuing. Also, like, I just, I mean, I don't want this to come out weird, but, like, when I when I think about pickup artists, obviously, like, I'm, you know, I have, like, the obvious reaction of just, like, they're all fucking narcissists, but, like, you have these, these men who are, who are, you know, like, aiding people by being 
pick up artists, but really a lot of the time I have to imagine that all they're doing is giving bad lessons to guys that are just nervous and socially awkward. And so you're taking this person that's vulnerable and has social awkwardness or has certain trauma with social situations and you're just making them, you're teaching them all the wrong messages. You're imbuing them with terrible advice. My My nephew is 14 years old and he has Asperger's. Yeah. And he is the sweetest, nicest kid you could ever meet. But I imagine if he was stuck in an echo chamber with these yes. fucking losers, yeah. he could be the same person Absolutely. to do something horrible or not. Like, I don't want to think that because he's, but no one wants to think it's that. All, no. It's internalizing and, 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 and institutionalizing a struggle you've had with women and being like, I haven't gotten women. And it's like, oh, there are men here who can teach me tricks that treat Ooh. women like the enemy is some kind yeah. of puzzle to be solved, which corresponds to a certain kind of personality yeah. that treats everything like a problem to be solved. Yeah. That's on, maybe on the spectrum. And on top of that, they're saying if you follow this advice, you get laid. Yeah. yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that shouldn't be the end game for everything. Of course not. It's not. That's not the, the solution to your problems. But as someone who might have social trauma, social awkwardness, who yeah. doesn't know how to interact with other people, that's a terrible fucking end goal. To oh, exactly. Yeah. These people are desperately, a lot of them are desperately, desperately lonely. Yeah, exactly. And being like, fucking is going to solve all your problems. It's not. It should be like. Take it from James, you think, bro. <laughs> you think that being a, I fucked a lot. Uh, that having a, I was, thought we were going to use this segment to to talk about my crippling sex addiction. <laughs> but uh, sex addiction is being like sex is the epitome of everything you can achieve. Yes. Which mm. is a hard thing to get over when you use it for a lot of your uh, esteem issues. Yes. Especially as a man. I, I, I don't know as a man when it comes to you and it comes to you relatively, let's say, easily and you have low self-esteem mm-hmm. and you go out and it's like, well, if you don't have sex... Sex is the end, the the be-all, end-all. The other thing is that as a, like, growing up as a young person, even reading these magazines or whatever, I'm like, okay, so love is my end goal, but sex is my way to get there. Mm -hmm. It's, like, sometimes the opposite for other people. When sex is the ultimate level of appreciation, then love is the afterthought of that. Like, love is a a pipe dream, but sex is good enough in the interim. Because sex is easier to get than love. It is. For certain, yeah, for me especially. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, I'm not not being an egoist. No, 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 I know, I know. No, but I mean... In my 20s. Yeah. Yeah, all right. What happened to everyone, though? It's like... Not for all men. Uh, Clearly, there's a lot of men who can't get sex. Yeah, sometimes you just want to have sex. But, but I think, but I think that like when you have like not to not to you know uh, take away from the valid conversation that James wanted to have about love and sex addi- addiction, but when you have like when you look at the um, like when you look at the environment of pickup artists, you're looking at young narcissistic men preying on young confused men a lot of the time. Um, and what you're doing is you're taking every single, like, toxically masculine thing that they've learned in their youth about how, like, men should be there to fuck. And if you're a virgin by yeah. a certain age, you're just, you're, like, you're doing it wrong. And, like, every single thing that they are already pr- might be thinking about themselves in terms of being a loser, in terms of being, like, a sad virgin, in terms of, like... And, and you're taking all of those insecurities and you're fucking making bank off of them. You're packaging Yeah, them. that's a yeah. money. Well, these it's are... A, money. Men, a lot of men are wired in certain 
certain problem solving ways. Yeah. Where it's like I've had no success with women my entire life, but just like they're 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 mystifying to me. I, yeah. I, I can't relate to them. Yeah. And so you have a man coming towards you like, no, I've got the women answers. are a yeah. problem you can solve through some yep. handy tips. They're Rather an object you can pick up and, and remove. women like it takes a lot of I mean, you if you're not naturally if we, gifted. If we in, started an ant antithesis to that and it's like here's things from a woman yeah. here learn how to have normal relationships yeah. and how, not what a have novel sex. idea what a novel wow. idea there's a book called bowling alone mm -hmm. which is about the degradation of our social systems where we interact less mm -hmm. like there used to be leagues there used to be ways that uh in society we were forced to interact with the opposite not forced but we were able to interact with the opposite sex through uh uh, our society has gotten lonelier and lonelier. So yes. a yeah, there's young no bowling leagues anymore. Who graduates from high school and all of a sudden they have no way, they no natural way to interact with women. Yeah. Right? And uh, I mean, all they have is the internet. They talk to other men. Mm -hmm. They don't go to bars. There's a weird lonely substrata of men who exist yeah. after university. We're just stuck in the middle of nowhere, not in cities. It, it, it denormalizes. We don't have normal ways for men to interact with women in normal ways in, in ingrained in society. Yeah. We used to have leagues. You used to be in the 4-H. They used to be part of a community that where you interact she with women. To live in All the kinds of women. Not yeah. just women you think in of an sexual Amish objects. Yeah. You, you'd interact with women who were older. You'd interact yeah. with women who were like elderly. But our society has become more and more fractured that there's this whole group of men who have no experience in speaking to women. Yeah. Ex and they only want women interact with who they think of as sexual objects mm -hmm. the term simp yeah. these days like that is a term which okay number one when i first heard the term simp i laughed because it sounds hilarious yeah, yeah. Funny. but what it boils down to is that we've uh, ascribed this this word to denote men who what treat women with kindness yeah. It's more like they, if I'm nice to them, they'll owe me sex money later. I it's feel like, like nice guy. Maybe the term's been conflated a little bit right now, but I think that where it came from was honestly, I think it, it was just that men who were just kind to women and then now being called a simp is again put into yeah, that category term. yeah mm -hmm. of being vulnerable and how mm -hmm. that's wrong and 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 it's yeah now it's now it's an insult yeah. ross mm -hmm. seemed like nice the whole time but he was trying to fuck rachel the whole time never yeah. trust a simp i hate friends <laughs> <laughs> we were on a break 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 we were on a is a fucking bop. It's oh, so, so good. Who is that by? Labouche. So uh, which is, for you non-Francophiles out there, mouth. Francophones, means... A mouth. The mouth? The oh. mouth, a mouth. The douche. No, Labouche. The mouth. The, the mouth. mouth. Um, that music video, the European version, she's in a dominatrix album. Oh, fucking love it Abducting even more. Someone to an underground club where several men are being held captive, hanging upside down from hooks in the ceiling. It sounds like the side. I love everything <laughs> that you just said. Yeah. I would like to know what a Dominatrix album is. <laughs> so it's literally just an album full of like whips. <laughs> hey, we're doing uh, YM 96 offered an article on how to handle one night stands, how to handle the heartburn of a hit and run hookup and make sure it will bold type never <laughs> happen again 
they uh, they they approach this with saying that maybe you didn't want that you're always exactly. heartbroken if you have a one night stand. One uh, a great way to handle heartburn, which I've discovered, <laughs> is a uh, half teaspoon of uh, baking soda <laughs> in a glass of water. It's true, it, it works. Doesn't it's very true. it doesn't taste terrible like uh, Pepto Bismol? Yeah, it costs nothing. And it works really effectively. I feel like so if this segment offers nothing else, <laughs> because I've done no work on it, <laughs> you will save money on Pepto-Bismol and have a tasteless heartburn and indigestion remedy. I am okay with cherry-flavored Tums, okay? <laughs> they're great. You chew yeah. on them, they're great. One yeah. problem is you have to brush your teeth afterwards. Yes, you do. If it's late at night, I have heartburn. I don't want to eat Tums because they're they're full of sugar. Yeah. So I have to brush my teeth out. They're, fair enough, And fair you enough. chew them with your molars. And I so have... So there's sugar all over your teeth now. <laughs> yeah. And I have done the baking soda in a glass thing. It what does work. It happened to Alka-Seltzer? <laughs> Alka-Seltzer used to be a really popular thing, and I think it's basically tabs of baking soda don't sue me out then you <laughs> pop them in water it's fun it fizzes yeah. and you drink it okay you need your own segment called yeah. grandpa james yeah. oh this is all we're doing this is, who gives a shit about one night stands one night stands are Let's all talk right about elka seltzer they're unfortunate if they happen if you don't want them to happen if you want to be more than a one night stand yeah. and if they do then you know uh you're an adult you're you're a sexual possessed being and you'll get over it i yeah. call it the old but let's focus on alka seltzer <laughs> i call it the old hump and dump yeah. why why is Pepto-Bismol so popular? <laughs> and Tums is so popular and Alka-Seltzer isn't. Andrea? Alka-Seltzer, plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. <laughs> Hump and dump! <laughs> no one cares about one night stands here. I do. I want to talk about People them. People show up to Girly Mike. I started dating James hoping it would be a one night stand and I'm here 10 years That's later. Insane. That's Learn insane. from me, people. That's the exact opposite. Change your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Breakup Mag. So this, this magazine, uh, it has an article about one night stands and... It's presuming from the fact that you have been victimized by a one-night stand and you uh, you wanted to fuck that guy forever. And it's never presuming that you're empowered, like you might have had a one-night stand. It's just like, I was, I was the instigator of that one-night stand. Mm-hmm. By the way, it's adorable that this is just about making out, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. The whole <laughs> article, it's not about sex. It's a one-night stand based on making out with someone. Yeah. Which is, this is a teen magazine, but then again... The only one night stand I ever had was just like a really half-assed hand job I gave to somebody because I just <laughs> wanted out of the situation. I've had a few one night stands in my life. Not many because they always come back from home. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You were Once. like one Kevin Bacon level away from talking about dentures, okay? so <laughs> Did Kevin Bacon talk about dentures? Did you no. get some context for that? What is it? that? What The levels of Kevin Bacon? What is it? The oh, six degrees six of degrees Kevin Bacon. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> well, if I had six den- degrees of pepto If I had dentures, then I wouldn't care. I'd just eat Tums, but I can't because I have teeth. <laughs> I'm sorry I brought it up. <laughs> but I mean, pep ba- no, it's great that we went back to the what's important. Thank you so much. So what are the tips for making sure it'll never happen again? First of all, again? we got to frame this article right. Basically, it's saying that no woman would ever want to have a one-night stand and how to avoid them so that you can have a life full of like actual like romantic you know, relationships Bullshit. with every single person yeah. that you A one-night stand is a one-night disappointment. This <laughs> wants you to be like at least four nights or like <laughs> yeah. waste two months of your life on a disappointment. I don't like know. if he's going to give you a one-night stand, then bail. 
it's think, better than if he hung around and yeah. wasted your time for a month and a half. I think it's really funny because now we have apps that are specifically dedicated to one night exactly. stands. Exactly. So it's like a way bigger, like there was a big culture change that just happened. Well, and I think too that it, it plays into this whole idea that random hookups, a person is always in um, looking to extend that into a relationship. Yeah. That you would never possibly just want to make out with someone for As fun. a woman. No, yeah. why would you do that? Yeah. And I it mean, just seems like a stepping stone to like snagging yeah. or hooking No, if I'm someone. making out with someone, it's part of a plan to lock them into getting me pregnant so I can have children. Exactly. <laughs> That's what all women do, right? Oh, man. Like anytime you make out with someone, it's always like, Ma, I, this is me getting my hooks into them yeah. so that I can eventually get pregnant by them and have them <laughs> and resent their life forever. I do like that this is like the whole idea of like this YM issues idea of one night stand is like James said, specifically related to making out. Because for me... Making out is You're like, a make-out oh, slut. I do, I'm such a make-out slut. <laughs> making out is so fucking great. It's so amazing. I miss that about being single, but like that's the, like just making out. The fun of that, once it goes into sex, it gets a bit more complicated. But for me, I only make out with people that I'm really attracted to, whereas one-night stands are just like, I kind, I, I'll have them. I'm not, you know, but when it comes to like just, you know, the fucking dump, then like that's completely different. But if I'm like fully making so out with somebody. So what are you, pretty woman? You're just like, you'll have a one-night <laughs> stand but it's a no kissing rule <laughs> no no i don't have a no kissing rule but the makeout session is a specific yeah, part of it that i it's like fun. Am, it's fun and i enjoy it and i don't know how i never I'm not, I'm not saying don't i don't enjoy like the sex aspect of it as well because you can enjoy the one night stand sex aspect of it but if we're talking about one night stand related to just makeout sessions i usually don't make out with people who i want to dump the next day yeah, that's assuming you're empowered by the one night yes. stand. This is yes. assuming you're not empowered. That it doesn't empower They're you the in instigator yeah. of the one night stand, which is Clear. possible. It's possible to sleep with someone and want to sleep with them again. Mm-hmm. They ghost you. That's what ghosting is. Yeah, yeah it's the new hump and dump. Uh, I was terrified of three things in the 90s. TSS, aliens, and mono. <laughs> and I never got mono, and I made out with a lot of people. So I just want to put that out there. <laughs> so, so the things that you did do were get TSS. She got toxic. And, 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 well, and I think aliens and are generally involved with TSS. <laughs> this might be me, my Alex Jones conspiracy hat. Aliens exist, okay? It's the news clear. are here. Yeah. The, the fucking UFOs, Tom DeLonge was right. They're joining his cult. They walk amongst us, and I want to make out with every last <laughs> fucking one of them. Uh, they have reasons why you might have a one-night stand. One is you've been crushing on him for months. You've been yearning for him. Finally, he notices you, and you make out with him. Why might that be a one-night stand? I don't know. You figure it out. Because, you know, they're like, you were too into him or something, oh and he God. got freaked out. Yeah, that's, that's a huge thing. That's, see, all these articles are always framed in the, like, how can you snag your crush? How can you trick someone into like dating yeah. you? Basically, like it's so disempowering. It fucking every irritates single me. every single aspect of all of these fucking like articles lead you into a life of one night stands because every time you're trying to trick a guy into dating with you, it's gonna end in like a one night stand that <laughs> disappoints you. It's strange because I thought about this, I was talking about the other day where when I was single, you assume if you're honest. Just like honest about where you're coming from, like I'm so fucked up, like just you gotta know I'm a damaged. Yeah. And I was attractive, and I was 23, so women would put up with that shit. Uh, now it wouldn't work. No, but uh, <laughs> back then it's like I'm fucked up. My ex fucked me up so bad. Let's let's have sex. And I think nowadays there's more of a duty of care in yeah. the culture, which is which is 
uh, a huge step forward. Also, back in the day, when some guy fucked around. There's still ar- plenty of assholes When out a there. guy fucked around a lot, nowadays you call him a fuckboy. Yeah. Which is negative. Yeah. Back in the day, you'd call him a player. Yeah. Which has positive connotations. Exactly. Yeah. Now, at least we've come so far as someone who just fucked, will do anything to fuck, will just say anything, anything yeah. he needs, will lie, will like do whatever to fuck. We call him a fuckboy now rather than just a player. Yeah. Which is, seems like. You, and you can go. You down. rap scallion. That's as far <laughs> as you can go. If you fucked a player and he's like, he's a player, the, all you're doing is like, oh, you die, you got me, you player. <laughs> oh, Gilbert Godfrey's back. Oh, you got me, you player. <laughs> Don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah, yeah. And by the game, I mean the pickup culture book written by Neil Strauss. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I think we can, I mean, we could go down a wormhole of like, you know, that whole player slut dichotomy or whatever. But um, I feel like articles like this that are basically painting one night stands to be this thing that you never, ever want are super slut shamey because I think people like women can go out and have sex just for the sake of having sex. And it doesn't have to be painted as this like slutty thing, or maybe it is a slutty thing you do. I well, love they sex, have a whole but... sidebar that's emergency rep repair. It oh, seemed like God. a great idea at the time, but now last weekend's one night stand, by the way, they mean making out, is dragging you and your rep way down. Here's a guide to losing your new bad girl image, Ugh. and it's like more it's, slut shaming. It's just about uh, one of them. Number two is. Uh, do some broadcasting of your own. You need to get the word out that you're not happy about what happened. <laughs> yeah, that works. And when it, people hear people dissing you, they'll be sure that it was strictly a one-shot deal, and you feel bad about it. Let people know if you have a one-night stand that you feel terrible about what happened. Yeah, That's feel, their advice. <laughs> I feel like this was an episode of Full House that I just watched, <laughs> which was I believe Stephanie Tanner being told like a rumor going around that Stephanie Tanner was like the worst kisser in school. <laughs> And then she, and it was spread by Gia Mahone. And then, oh, she's such a bitch. I know. I thought you but were talking Ste- about the new, uh, the new Full House. No, no, no. And no, like, she's house? a bad kisser. And no. it was spread by Paul Giamatti. No, no, it's Full House. And I think the episode is, correct me if I'm wrong, Jody Sweden, because I love her. But um, <laughs> I think that it was Stephanie had like a rumor spread about her by Gia that she was like a horrible fucking kisser. Ooh, did Stephanie Gia, and Gia make out? Because I wish. Oh my God. <laughs> What? But they're like children. Calm down. No, as they're on the show together they as were, adults. No, but you can like no. But if you're if you're like that literally, age. if you're that age and you're queer and you're like looking yeah, for yeah, any yeah, kind yeah. of representation, then the Stephanie Gia, Gia was so we're, not on, we're just not on the rewatch. You no, 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 no. But like, as the child when I was the younger, time. no, no, no. When I was younger, I really like I really liked those two together because it was like the bad girl, you know, girl, girl kind of a thing, friends to lovers or whatever. But it's basically like, I think this was an episode of, of Full House where Steph, where Gia spread a rumor about Stephanie being a bad kisser because Stephanie had a date with the guy that Gia wanted. And then classic. Ste- and then Stephanie like rebounded on that rumor by spreading another rumor about how Gia's stupid <laughs> by like post be, making a huge poster. Best comeback. Just making a huge poster of Gia's like IQ scores. And basically like Gia has this whole thing where she starts to cry, but it's really just somebody put like a dropper of like water on her face and 
and basically it starts that whole friendship. So much off. more damaging than saying someone is a bad kisser. Exactly, is saying they're stupid. <laughs> yeah, staying. It was Especially like either, at a deve- developmental age. Yeah. It was either Gia was stupid or Gia couldn't read. I can't remember oh what God, it was. Both terrible. But both of those would be horrifying here. Whereas if somebody spread a rumor that I was a bad kisser, it would hurt. Although like, wasn't that that movie The Reader, where where it makes a false equivalence of being a Nazi is just as bad as being not able to read? Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, that fucking movie. By the way, we're talking about one night stands and I did yeah. some research <laughs> about celebrity one night stands Ooh. that Spicy. by dubious internet reporting happened. <laughs> Here's the top one. Number one. First one. Floris Henderson and John Lindsay. <laughs> oh my God. The lady from the Brady Bunch? How did you know that? What? I've watched the over. How Brady old Bunch. are you? <laughs> I was certain no one would know who the fuck Florence Henderson is. The mom from the Brady Bunch. Yeah, she, she Mer- is. Meryl Streep played her, didn't she? No. Meryl Streep played the woman who played the mom from the Brady Bunch? There was something. There's fucking... No, but a Hugh Grant and Meryl Streep like, were in a film together recently. It was like. Florence Jenkins. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> Florence I'm getting that Florence the mom from mixed. the Brady Bunch. It's true. I can picture her right and now. in her memoir, Life is Not a Stage, revealed that she got crowds for one night stand <gasps> from John Lindsay, who was, <laughs> as we all know, former New York City mayor. Oh my God. <laughs> skank! Number two! The guy was a skank, right? <laughs> Russell Brand and Courtney Love. Oh, oh wow. That's a weird match. Good yeah. for her because she's he's he was really hot he was like yeah, really, i don't find she him attractive was a bit old. he was He's pretty Manny. hot when he was young he was a bit of a pretty boy with his like body and his hair he was handsome I don't do you like think that the vibe. reason why they slept together was because they stared at each other and realized they looked really similar so it was like <laughs> fucking a mirror super puke just <laughs> days after betting three fans in one night Ugh. he shared a night in, of passion with courtney love at a swanky london hotel oh courtney That's love disgusting. i thought you said courtney cox <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, he was the one providing the care. <laughs> <laughs> also, Courtney Love and Kate Moss. Ooh, Ooh, I, was, it, I like it, that. It was tape. brought up on a Howard Stern episode. She later confirmed which supermodel it was. It was Kate Moss. Apparently, Kate Moss was the aggressor. Good job, Courtney Love. Getting it in. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Courtney. Love Shut the fuck you. up, everyone on her Instagram who says dumb shit about Courtney Love. Exactly. Number three, Mario Lopez and Britney Spears. Makes oh. sense. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a backup it. dancer type. She likes yeah. those. Kevin yeah. Federline. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wonder if her dad approved that. <laughs> oh, poor Britney. Uh, Ashton Kutcher and Rihanna, apparently. Really? Weird. She showed up. Oh, God. This is gross. God, just Rihanna by, was punching down on that It's just based on fucking, like, just reporters yeah. spying his house. They saw her drive up. She didn't leave until the morning. Oh, um, interesting. Since we talked about murder earlier, if you're interested, Ashton Kutcher actually dated a girl and was supposed or supposed to go on a date with a girl who got murdered by a Los Angeles serial killer in 2002. What? And there's a book about it called The Hot One. I read it. It's great. And there's also a pod. I think there's a podcast episode. So look it up. Oh my god! You yeah. c- no, we cannot just say this <laughs> and then we move on. Yeah. And I she was murdered by Danny Masterson. I need to. Oh my god! What a fucking dude. Yeah. yeah. Sue me, Danny Masterson. Yeah. Sister. No. So there's a Ashton Kutcher dated a girl. Um, I forget her name. 
Sorry, let me just. Look it's it fine. Really we don't need the Let's specifics. Really I just want to know what fucking All right. happened. This might this might class. Who is this? No, I'm sorry. Who is the serial? No, killer? Andrew will Google it, okay. and then I will keep talking. Okay. So this might cast this whole article in doubt because it also includes Natalie Portman and Moby. No, he's a liar. Just by his account that they had a great sex. She said it was awesome, oh. and that his music was amazing. She later was just like... Of course, she said that never happened. That he was a weird, older, 30-year-old man who creeped around her. And he was like, I don't know why she would say that. Oh, fuck. Who would deny having sex with Moby? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the the serial killer's name is Michael Gargiolo. um, And he killed Ashton Kutcher's ex-girlfriend in Los Angeles in the 2000s. And Ashton Kutcher actually had to go on trial. Holy shit. Because he had showed up to the house uh, for a date that they had. And she didn't answer the door. And he was like, oh, she ditched me or whatever and then so but he like his dna was out the house what a jackie move <laughs> holy shit and yeah so if you're interested in that whole you know hollywood murder shit deep dive i on will that. be going into a wormhole yep. immediately her name was ashley ellerin and crazy. my last celebrity hookup sharon warren Beatty. They seem right. Share, share around, around the same age. Share, yeah, around the same yeah. age. I think, yeah, right. Like sixty. Yeah, 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 Fuck yeah. yeah. Sounds about right. Right, right, right. <laughs> he previously dated Natalie Wood, by the way. Which yeah, poor Natalie Wood. Oh yeah, they seem about appropriate. Sh- he was twenty-five. Share was sixteen. Ew! <laughs> god. Oh my god. You fucking creep. Share. Men are disgusting. Yeah. Men are trash. Don't have any nightstands with them. Don't <laughs> fuck men. <laughs> Except for me. <laughs> Boy, everyone is stupid except me. Paul, as always, as you know here, what I'm going to need is a little dialing music. Okay, there we go. Man, listen to that dial tone. We're ready to go tonight, aren't we? All right, that's enough, Paul. All right, we are attempting to call Jackie Stallone. Jackie Stallone. Wait, wait, wait. I got it. Oh, shit. This is your Jacqueline Stallone. (laughs) This is your Patreon money at work, friends. (laughs) All right. She is attempting to dial again. It comes up when you type in as the name Jacqueline Stallone. (laughs) You have reached a number that is no longer in service. Oh, no. (laughs) No longer in service. It's still it's still <laughs> registered. It still says Jacqueline Sloan. We just type in the number. If you if you wow. want to join our Patreon, we're gonna make we're gonna save all of our money to get a butt reading from Jackie Stallone. Yeah, we'll send it to her Instagram. Yeah, yeah. ninety eight years old, still reading butts. <laughs> but she's hard of seeing now, so she has to. You have to go over, then she has to touch it. Yeah, you can like, send a Lego version. It's like a Helen Keller of butts, because <laughs> she had to touch. Wow, oh wow. <laughs> Uh, I met my mobs. Wait, who is that? That sounds more like uh That sounds like Helen Keller. No, this sounds more like uh the guy who just the guy who died uh had a son. Hey, the guy is, who died this, who had a son. Hey, my is, grandfather? No. <laughs> it sounds more like Alan Thick. Ew. Alan Thick's dead? Yeah. Yeah, rip Alan Thick. Yeah. Rip that thick. Yeah, he passed rip away. That thick. My he hit on my he, mom once. Classic <gasps> Gail Presky story. She goes on and on, but I worked at a jewelry store and Alan Thick was there with a the little hotel and he came in and he hit on me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he died from? Shame. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because his son's me. song. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Pharrell.
So these embarrassing moments sections in Twist always had a which is worse, this or that. And I always, we always have fun with them. They're kind of, they're, they're really fun. So which is worse, kissing someone who just threw up or kissing someone who just ate Taco Bell? Um, One comes are after you the other. Me? <laughs> <laughs> One thing leads to <laughs> I would rather kiss. Although what's weird is that I think I've only kissed a puker. I'd rather kiss a Taco Beller. True. Yeah. Same. One time I ate a flower to make Andrew laugh and immediately puked. <laughs> what kind of flower was it? I can't remember. Something poisonous, I think. <laughs> Taco Bell's delicious, by the way. Who? Ca- I, mean, I will shame you. What kind Taco of fucking? Bell. What kind of fuck? Shut up. What is that? What's wrong with eating fucking Mexican food? I know. Yeah. Wait, do we call, is it, ta- is it Taco Bell? Taco Bell. I wouldn't even yeah. call that Mexican no. food. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. If you're in the States, it is. It's good. What do I care if you shit later? It's not <laughs> my problem. Um, which is worse, sitting on a wet toilet seat or realizing there's no toilet paper mid-dump? I'm actually Toilet paper interest. mid-dump. Yeah. yeah. Toilet paper yeah. mid-dump, 100%. Wet seat, that's a momentary But horror. at least you have yeah. half of the left dump left to come up with an idea. <laughs> but <laughs> if you're sitting on a wet toilet paper, but you have toilet, toilet paper seat, in there, you can wipe seat. a toilet seat, then you have like... Ugh, I know it just immediately went to my head um but if you sit on a wet toilet seat and there's toilet paper in there you can wipe yourself off whereas if you're taking a shit and there's no toilet paper you're fucked if there's no toilet paper you can either shimmy under it to the next stall what if you're in a public restroom or if you're at home you can dig through the toilet the the, garbage bathroom garbage (laughs) and use for the least offensive (laughs) leftover piece thin tampon someone like like tested their makeup on it or something Uh, or dried their hands worst case scenario you're unraveling a used what if you only there was only one and it had it was like a leftover from a nosebleed tampons worse but then, that then, wasn't an then option. worst case scenario, you can just use the tampon. I have used a panty liner <laughs> because I didn't have any toilet paper. Tissue in number two? Yeah. Did you put it How in the toilet? How many panty liners did you use, bro? Like seven. <laughs> did they have I, rings? No, no. I like, I tore the strip off and then I like kind of glued them all together until they like looked like a piece of toilet paper and I wiped my ass with it. I'm not sure what a panty liner is. Is it like a Rizla? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. you don't lick one end though to close it up. <laughs> I tried a bidet last time for the first time. When? Where? At John's house. I have a bidet attachment. I used it today. It's amazing. Which is probably why my ass hurts. <laughs> because I always go too hard. Oh, my God. Did I come in today saying it feels like I got pummeled in the behind? <laughs> yeah. It's because I got your bidet too hard. Here comes Jacqueline Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> can we get butthole. Ken Tushy sponsor us? Yeah. Or I can we get to. a bidet for the Girly Mag Studio so yes. we can all... T- so I didn't know how to work it. And I was like, I'm not using the same bidet James <laughs> uses. Oh, wait, I'm not on the Girly Mags anymore. It doesn't, it doesn't go in there. But I didn't know how to use it. I'm like, how the fuck do you do this? So I like, I like lean, I like get off the toilet before because I'm like, how do you do this? And I went, oh. <laughs> it sprayed oh, it's, all It'll spray the right I've across done that, the room. But it was after I flushed. Guys, yeah. did you put your... Feet up on the toilet seat. Open up the heavy tank and unhook Put that one hose. On Any toilet, toilet has a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, so you're si- taking a dump in the top. It's a top shelf dump. <laughs> Hot question. Why are those fucking tops for toilets still so fucking heavy? I don't know. Wait. They weigh like 10,000 pounds. Why? How many? Are you lifting them? <laughs> yeah, what are Why? you doing? Why are your drugs in there like pretty woman? Go down yeah. or something. Yeah. My toilet's pretty reliable, though. I don't have... I don't think I've... Uh, not for a while. I haven't done that for a while. <laughs> they toilet. are heavy so much so that the last time I took it off, I dropped it, and it actually... Uh, there's a huge dent in the, like, granite <laughs> floor of my b- bathroom. See? 
I think they ha- I think they make it so heavy because you can use it as a fucking weapon. Zombies. Yeah. Why does it feel like I'm opening like some ancient like a uh, fucking tomb. Celtic <laughs> yeah, tomb? Yeah. There's gonna be like a fucking ghoul or something. <laughs> an evil spirit that comes out at me like in Raiders of the Lost the Ark. Of the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> oh my, my face God. is gonna melt at the end. Yeah, I'm just trying to like. Flush my dumb. Instead of my <laughs> face melting with shame when I can't get the toilet working. <laughs> okay, one more, because the rest of them are kind of boring. What? One more. What I forgot we were playing. Which is worse, a roach in your food or mouse droppings in your food? Oh, uh, God, they're both huh. They're both going to lead to is a is it disease. a live roach? Let's assume that it is. <laughs> it's a dead roach. I'll take the dead roach because mouse droppings can give you yeah, some kind of virus. They're yeah. both bad. I'm not going to eat one. They're both gone. I'm not eating yeah. the rest of it. Although I will tell you with the rat thing, there's a chance I might not see the, the mouse yes. shit or the yeah. rat. Is it rat shit or mouse shit? I don't know. Mouse dropping. Back in high school, I ate plenty of roaches, Hey guys, we're here on uh, Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Podcast, and we're talking Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter. We're talking about the Ritters, we're talking about the Critters, we're talking about Ritters Crotch Critters, and uh, Jason I... Ritter, who Andrea saw at a bar, at a, at a, at a, at a breakfast. Is that a musician? It's his son, I think. His, his son, son. saw him at a breakfast. They, remember, they changed the name of the show from Eight Simple Rules of Dating My Teenage Daughter to Eight, to Eight Simple, Simple Rules. Rules. After we at, he passed we, away. We were at a, we were at oh, a, brec- really? a brunch spot in uh, Yeah, Brooklyn. it was after he passed away. That's sad. And Andrew was like, hey, is that Jason Ritter? And everyone answered, who cares? Yeah. All I'm going to say, all I'm going to say is uh, Katie Seagal is a real big babe, and that's why I watch I that show. I love Katie Seagal. Love her. Now, um, could you name the rules? There were eight rules. No. Did they did they give one per season? I How have the rules. I have a rules? list of the rules right here. Amazing. Give me the rules. <laughs> Use your hands on my daughter and you'll lose them after. One. <laughs> you make her cry, I make you cry. I'll make you cry. Step Safe two. sex is a myth. Anything you try will be hazardous to your health. It hazard to your health. Bring her home late. There's no next date. Bring her home. There's no next date. <laughs> if you pull into my driveway and honk, you better be dropping off a package. Because <laughs> oh, my you're God. Sure not picking anything up. Alternative rule number five, only delivery men honk. Dates <laughs> ring the doorbell. Once. <laughs> Don't honk rules the uh, daughter package man. No, com- no, no, com- no complaining while you're waiting for her. If you're bored, change my oil. Please don't complain. Don't check that sounds kind of dirty. It's two more. If your pants hang off your hips, I'll gladly secure them with my staple gun. <laughs> pants off the hips, staple gun. And the final rule is dates must be in crowded public places. Exactly. Not at your house. <laughs> <laughs> you want romance? Read a book. Romance book. These are my rules. I got some rules I follow. <laughs> You're such a loser. <laughs> Did we record that? I got Please some rules Please tell me that's I not follow. our Patreon yeah, segment. No. I was victimized by the song when it came out in 1999. 
Along with the uh, Seth Green character. Yeah, that was yeah. so... Uh, can't hardly wait. Were you angry that Offspring didn't ask you for the copyright to your story? <laughs> <laughs> I think I tried to uh, discover myself to that song because it had really attractive what does that mean to you? Latinx women in it. That yeah. sounds sexual. What does it mean to you when you, James, say... I tried to discover myself. I to think something. you can read between the lines what trying to discover myself. I don't was. actually like Physically put in any work. Discover word. myself. You like jerked off, off to this song. <laughs> the video. <laughs> to the video? It it's just a young white boy. Very car. attractive. Lo- the girls who say "Give it to me, baby" were very attractive. <laughs> uh, this segment but is it the wor- wasn't like my finale. It was just part of a melange of things. I got the. I got the motor started, too. So, like, all right. So you went from shares, if I could turn back time, to Offspring's Pretty Fly for a White Guy? Not in the same day. <laughs> but in the same Those week. years separate. So glad we explored what he meant by that. You got to realize, before we had pornography readily available to these lazy shits in Gen Z, we, uh, we had to watch, like, sexy music videos. Or and scramble porn. porn. And, like, videos of, like, being like, call us now. And it's just women in bikinis <laughs> that cut way too fast, like, standing on. A beach, I never twirling off in up slow to those. motion. No, Lauren just printed out. Uh, no, you don't have <laughs> to porn. masturbate to the same I thing. I printed out porn. I used to. Jerk I was up. my first zine. Lauren <laughs> looks at me like I never masturbated to those. Like, sorry. Like, <laughs> I didn't realize me and Lauren had to when we didn't even know each other call and sync up. I just can't imagine like <laughs> flicking my bean to an infomercial. <laughs> <laughs> It's live, one-on-one, confidential, and it's great. <laughs> and then it'd be like sexy ladies dancing in a club. And the beach, I know, I remember. I used to jerk off to the really sexy scene in The Big Easy. With nice. The, yeah, with uh, Dennis Quaid and uh, Ellen Barkin. That was like a really sad movie at the end. <laughs> no, no, it was, no, 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 it was a thriller. Oh, The Big Easy. The big that, easy. I was thinking of The Big, the big Chill. chill. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Easy had great soundtrack, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah, amazing soundtrack yeah. and an amazing sex scene. Yeah. Is that movie about Nolans? Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. The shmoobie's about Nolans. It's a, bo- it's a murder mystery and it's set in New Orleans. <laughs> All right. Welcome to uh, Twist's Guide to the World's Most Annoying Guy. <laughs> Are we shocked that we gave James I a segment? No, I have no particular opinion or experience with annoying guy. Who's that guy? It's Who's that him? Guy? <laughs> He's doing himself. <laughs> James is the most annoying person I have ever met in my entire life. Nine years, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think if you were to come up with any, like, ask people to, like, list, like, five qualities, that's always going to come up number one for James. I don't know what you're (laughs) talking about. You sound like Steve Urkel. (laughs) Okay. They're jerky, gross, and lurk behind every corner. jerky, and they're jerky. They're the most pesky guys on the planet, and they want to hook up with you. Here's how to spot these duds and way to blow them off for good. Just walk through Parkdale at night. You know what, guys? (laughs) Yeah, hold on. I'm not saying this out of any fact that I'm limping into this fucking girly Meg's break, and I had no time to do any work in the segment. But we're gonna turn this into a summer. Let's let's take class out in the field. I want to mansplain these guys <laughs> oh, to you. I'm gonna let you guys take control of this segment. I'm not falling no, for this. No, no, no. I don't need a statue. <laughs> this is your segment. Yeah. Well, you guys seem to want to take control. All right, it's got a list of annoying guys. Says the guy who said I literally didn't prepare for this segment. You should be thankful we're taking over. You and me, we come <laughs> from different worlds. <laughs> Okay. Oh my god, this is perfect for what we were just talking about. All right, the first one is the older guy. 
How to spot him. Homecoming game. One, the... I'm Yoda, apparently, because You're of my highlight. You're doing a great job. <laughs> James is only, just for the listeners, James is only reading areas that he highlighted about a year and a half ago. So <laughs> yeah. he doesn't understand. Remember the ago. context? He does not gonna, you're not going to get much out of it. Homecoming game is senior <laughs> year. What the is? Five years ago, he did. Uh, he won the home. He's a, he's a, he's a sexual predator. He was, uh, he's an older guy based on the Matthew McConaughey character from Days to Confused. Uh, Days to Confused. Mm-hmm. And his pickup line is, want to grab some brewskis? I got a real ID. I mean, in high school, I would have been all about that because I needed somebody to buy me yeah, beer. I would have done that too. Yeah, How much older is he? Like, yeah. If he's if he's like fifty eight, he's going talking to me like this. Like there's got a, got <laughs> okay, a problem. His shirt, his shirt. It says he graduated five years ago. Yeah, so class of ninety four. The second one is the online perv in the cyber world. He enters a chat room. Says he's a twenty one year old soccer player. Why is he chatting again? Like this. So what? You're disappointed. This guy's fifteen. He's lying about being twenty one. Yeah, look at him. He's no, fucking the size of JTT. In the real world, he says he's twelve. <laughs> He's a Bill Gates clone with thick glasses, zero friends, an extensive porn library. It's James! <laughs> it's probably... Okay, yeah, I have zero James. friends. It's not James, it's me. <laughs> I didn't have zero friends when I was 12. This has been a long-term process of alienation <laughs> that's been going on. For an- from annoying people. So here's the thing with like the cyber perv. I was always better at it than they were, so they were oh, fucking we're gonna get boring. To that. We have a whole section on cyber perving. On how to yeah. cyber perv well. Better yeah. than you. Your cyber yeah. perv. But yeah. he sends you dirty pics of his hard drive, which is prescient for 1999. Yeah. And then the comeback line for that is, hard drive? I'm guessing it's more like a floppy disk. Oh, Ew. Jesus. Nobody would understand that no, now. No, kids yeah. now won't get that. No. They don't even know what a hard drive is. <laughs> When's the last time you used a floppy disk? Fuck. For what? <laughs> when I tried for round two and I clearly wasn't prepared. <laughs> round two? Slow down. Fucking... I want us to say some romantic guy's name, but I keep thinking of the Rico word Cappuccino. <laughs> Rico. Suave. Yeah, Rico Suave. Number three is the class clown. He's got a lampshade on his head. <laughs> How, have you guys ever been to a party? No. Apparently this was a thing in like the 1950s. Yeah. Where you would have a party and the guy would unscrew everybody knows about it but nobody ever you're really never did finding it. that little top no, hat screw never. ever again by the way yeah <laughs> and he and he takes it off and puts it on his head and he's like hey it's a party i'm a crazy guy if you really know how to throw a party though you would already pre-screw that off because you know that <laughs> idiot's gonna be there doing that and you'd have it in a little bag like yeah. in yeah. your bedroom locked up yeah i should do that at a party <laughs> if i ever got invited to house Collect parties little knobs. Not, especially if it's like a 30 something house party <laughs> where everyone's just sitting around eating like grab locks <laughs> and like having wine if parties I just are you go to the to? bathroom come back with a lampshade on my head and i'm like hey everybody's just like eating cheese plates making references no one knows from like 1978 like oh. i'm a wild and crazy guy <laughs> Now I will show you how to speak to the faxes. Look it up, millennials. <laughs> uh, anyways, this guy, uh, yeah, he's a class clown. I hated those guys. I had so many guys in high school like that. Just the loud, obnoxious, like, energy comic that just yeah. suck all the life out of the room and, like, 
kick the back of your chair. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren's looking at you. It says online class now, and every single word is reciting from the water boy. I had so many kids in my fucking Oh, high yeah. Adam Sandler quotes like, in the 90s. Oh, my God. And I'm Tom Green. I'm still fucking mad about this. I'm still mad about this. I'm still mad about this. I'm a funny guy. <laughs> it's, uh. I'm a little bit cerebral. It's not like laugh out loud. I was a funny guy in high school. I made funny jokes, but they were right, sarcastic right, right. jokes. I made a lot of jokes. They voted class clown. It went to this kid who was an energy comic who would run around the cafeteria going like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I know who I carried I had a guy through, like that on now. my back through four years of drama class because he always partnered with me. And then it was a co-win. Sounds like him. a real Chris Kattan. Oh, he was a total Chris Kattan. <laughs> to your Will Ferrell. <laughs> no, not even. To my Norm MacDonald. Oh my God. <laughs> I wasn't even. Laura's like nodding. And understand. then it was co-shared by this hockey bro who would sit around reciting like Adam Sandler lines. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So God. fuck you, Dennis Coulterman and Glenn Hamilton. <laughs> I want Where that class now? clown trophy. <laughs> I got weirdest wardrobe. Yeah. You got something? He didn't go to your prom. No, they prom. voted me weirdest wardrobe. I wore 69-inch raver pants. I deserved it. Nice. I just kept switching schools until people <laughs> forgot I existed. <laughs> uh, the next one, we had a little sexual predation. How about a little uh, from the opposite aisle, some xenophobia. I know. Oh, no. student. He's tan. <laughs> Even though it's the middle of February, how dare he? Which is weird because apparently he's from France. If you're <laughs> yeah, extra exactly. lucky, he'll originate from France where showering and deodorant are not very high on the list of priorities. Wow. Yeah, really fucked up. Yeah, that's really xenophobic and weird. Like, why is this guy an annoying guy just because he's from somewhere yeah, else? I know. <laughs> do you yeah. know what? Do you know what his? Uh, read his pickup line. In my country, it's impolite to not to compliment a woman. I don't know what accent that is. No. A woman's know, breasts. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's disgusting. I love how like the the most annoying guy has to be like some guy who's like English isn't his first language, and that's the in annoying my thing. Day. I just realized that. All of these are characters in a John Hughes movie. You've got Jughead. What's yeah. that guy? First of all, Jughead is from Archie. <laughs> I know, but yeah. what's the guy's... What's Judd. Judd is the detention dude. Wait, we haven't gotten to him Oh, yet. sorry, sorry. Now we're on Mr. Aloof, who is a guy who's standoffish and thinks everything sucks. He'd like and, to uh, lean. This is Jared Leto. Yep. He yeah, likes leaning. Jared he looks Leto good Jordan leaning. Catalano. Yeah. Real, real, real. Uh, who can't? He's emotionally stunted and writes a song about his car when you think it's about you. Yeah, his pickup line is "Hey, uh, whatever." That is Jordan Catalano. <laughs> that, would get, that would get me. Yeah, like in high school, like the, you can try that in high school where you're forced to be around people. When you're in your adult years, people just like, all right, I'm not, I'm not fucking spending time trying to unbox this mystery. Yeah, exactly. I'll just move along. Yeah. I mean, I had a little Mr. Aloof in me where it's like, I'm so complicated, you wouldn't get it. Ew. Oh, you were a fuck boy. Twenty-year-olds will put up with that shit. Where it's Ugh. like, I just can't. I, I three-year-olds are like, get a fucking thing. life and get some therapy. I'm so glad I'm almost forty. <laughs> yeah, same. I am forty. <laughs> <laughs> Next is detention dude, who's also someone you meet in your twenties. Uh, they frequently have skateboards. Those and, are a lot uh, of my friends. In punk bands. He's holding a six pack, <laughs> and he has a patch on his p- jeans, and he's missing a tooth, and he has a, <laughs> I'm a still black eye. That's a black eye. Of all these football. fashions, that one's the best. Aside from the French kid with the beret and the ear hair. <laughs> looks like he's wearing mountain boots. <laughs> uh, Touch dude. They're, they're like docks. His jean jacket is like to be covered in anarchy and fuck up. <laughs> oh my god, patches. He's a badass. My jean jacket says hedonism. In cool. 
in, mm. in, in, as a You're kind of a mix of all oh. of these people. Yeah, I, I'm every woman. It's all in me. <laughs> and isn't it one of me? What's his every annoying guy? It's all in me. And his pickup line. Dude, that's my pickup line still. You got any cheese? <laughs> what? Is that Urkel? Yeah. yeah. Why did he ask for cheese? It's, his actual pickup line is, you got any weed? <laughs> yeah, but did Urkel ask for cheese? He yes, asked he for did. cheese. He frequently, I guess people who like cheese a lot No, didn't annoying. he say like, any cheese with that or something like that? <laughs> no, it was, no, it was like, got, got any, any cheese. cheese. So weird. I don't yeah. get it. Okay. If you want to get rid of detention, dude, what do you tell them? <laughs> what do you say to lose all your credi- uh, credit uh, credibility as well? Did I mention that my dad's a cop? <laughs> 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 the last one is the kind of available guy. Uh, yeah, he's kind of available. He's basically a fuckboy. He doesn't have a girlfriend per se. I do have a hangout with per this se. girl who is my friend, <laughs> but it's nothing serious. I'd fuck uh. him. I hate all the. No, I him? wouldn't. He's wearing Fuck a fucking boy. long sleeve blue dress shirt that's it's got two buttons undone. He's also the kind and of great guy pants with no. He's, he's basically wearing loose track pants, which Lauren <laughs> hates. <laughs> he also sounds like a guy who I could fuck and then he'll leave. True, he so, will, which is all I he want. He will definitely leave. He has small feet. Get out of my apartment. <laughs> he has tiny toes. <laughs> He's petite feet. There's definitely more guys we would add to this segment, though. Yeah. I've got a guy that I'd add. I have two guys that I would add. Okay. The first is the tech guy. Oh, yes. <laughs> they can at least pay for your dinner. How to spot him? He's sitting right across from me at the moment. <laughs> I'm a tech guy? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> a bad no one. No one must have told my bank account. <laughs> His typical pickup line is, one, two, one, two, three, four. <laughs> This is what James says before every single like, episode. Oh, maybe I'm like the sound tech at yep. like a shitty bar. Yeah. They don't yell out one, two, one, two, three, four. All they do is like, what? You want more sound in the monitor? James, I'm Can't not saying you're anyone else. I'm saying you're you when we record the podcast. Whoa, <laughs> you get a tech guy. Bro. It's so little. Pass me some of that I vape weed. I can't really. Do not. Why are, you, why are you making fun of me drink, smoking, drinking this vaped weed? <laughs> <laughs> Got any weed? Uh, you don't like so that Patreon guy? Listeners. Fine, I'll do a different this? one. This is also James. <laughs> the I'm in the band guy. Oh, God. How to spot him. He's also sitting across from me right now. <laughs> his typical pickup line is, do you like Morrissey? <laughs> <laughs> As his girlfriend, you can expect to look forward to... Coming up with excuses to not going to any of his shows <laughs> and to blow him off, you would say, I hate Morrissey. Uh, the, I, it's more like the I used to be in a band guy where it's like they bring it up like, yeah, I was in a band for a while. We were pretty good. Oh, uh, God, it's even worse. Yeah, it's 10 times worse. Oh, no. The worst is if I was 37 and still in a band. Yeah. You're like 37. You're my 37-year-old girlfriend. I'm like, so you coming to the show tonight? Oh. But by then, you'll, you should hopefully have a wife and she respects your successful music career. <laughs> not successful. Have you met any musicians? I'm talking about Eddie Vedder right yeah. now. She lies and says she's in love Can't find a better man Have you ever gotten a tampon stuck up there? You ever kicked a man in the balls when he told you how to smile? Ever peed on a guy's face for money? Well, we've got you covered. With enough stories, we'll drown out the patriarchy for good in their own semen. 
I'm Heather Ann Gottlieb, and this is Dirty Girl, available now on the Hoo Ha Ha Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a Hoo Ha Ha Podcast.